0: Welcome to Second Take Movies. I'm your host, Preston Jenkinson, and with me this week is Jake Twido. Jake, how are we doing, man?
1: Pretty good. Co host of this podcast. I'm excited to finally be on my own podcast here. Uh, thank okay. you, Preston, for being here.
0: Um, my name's on the <laughs> listing under Spotify. We'll fix, that. But, you uh, we'll fix that. Today, we're talking about the 2004 movie Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. Boy, was this a chore! Slow clap, buddy. Yeah. Hope you like sepia. <laughs> um, I've got two reviews here, one that's good and one that's not so good. The first one is Sky Captain is a gorgeous, funny, welcome novelty. And Fair. the low one, which is about a 50, it's a, one of the lowest ones I could find that made sense. For all the Buck Rogers-style, daring-do, <laughs> <dough>, gorgeous <laughs> vistas of an art deco New York and sepia-toned cinematography, Sky Captain is a static uninvolving experience
1: you know i can agree with the first part of that yeah fully guy hits the uh the feeling of this movie 100 yeah but, yeah i you know hey did you see roger ebert's review i did not like you know grandoso someone watches a movie yeah roger ebert's the guy roger ebert gave this sucker four stars out of four back in 2004 and uh <laughs> i disagree with this i get I do it too he's like uh <laughs> this movie remind. okay it's heedless energy and joy reminded me of how i felt the first time i saw raiders of the lost ark oh. and uh i mean you know i was 14 when this came out maybe i can i would never seen Raiders of the lost
0: ark this is the first movie we've had on this podcast i had never heard of yes
1: Solid. That's why this is my podcast. Welcome to it, Preston. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about...
0: <laughs> uh, okay. The first note I have, this is this alternate history? What year is this? It's yeah. not really explained. So
1: I, I think, and I'm going to mess names up here, man. I can't pronounce last names. My last name is Twido. Mm-hmm. No one pronounces it, so I feel their pain. So alternate history. This is... You know uh world of tomorrow it's all and don't get me wrong i don't remember this i got notes forget this but the chicago world fair you know their model was uh the world of tomorrow coming up so this is kind of going off that i think you said it. art deco like Mm. this is the world of tomorrow this is the future so alternate
0: history i think it's like a war war
1: one timeline
0: yeah. But I mean
1: this whole this whole movie is World War 2 like
0: Nazi. Yeah, I mean there it was Nazis without being Nazis. I yeah. Would say. Yeah, yeah. There's not really a bad guy in this movie.
1: No, and I think that you know, look, everyone should watch this. I think it's I got some arguments why it's rad, but yeah. Um there's no bad guy. You the movie ends and you're like who was I against? Right. There's nothing. You know, you just watch something. Yeah.
0: So it starts out with I guess showing us the world. It's like the Hindenburg three. So apparently the Hindenburg was successful in this universe. And so they made two more and <laughs> it shows all these people getting on and off. And then they we're introduced to Gwyneth Paltrow as Penny Perkins.
1: Penny Perkins Penny in your relationship. No, nah, um, man, this is a weird movie too. Like this is sky captain in the world. Tomorrow it takes 19 minutes and 23 seconds to see sky captain.
0: Yeah. Like, and it's just and, a dude in a plane. Yeah, and it's you don't even Law. see That's his face. That's the next thing,
1: is like, it's dude Jude Law on a plane. Yeah, you see, like, and I just realized the flaw of this, to have cameras on, I'm uh-huh. mimicking. Like, you see
0: eye lines. Like, it's the visor line of a guy. Well, this is mostly an audio medium anyway, so. <laughs> well, no, I'm going to
1: screw this podcast over then, because only uh, mommy. <laughs> but yeah, you see Jude Law, like, 20 minutes in. You can't even tell it's Jude Law. Like Yeah. It's Jude Law. That's your... Dollar guy, yeah show his face, do it all. but Yeah,
0: and he's coming in to fly these to fight against these these giant robots have landed in New York for no reason. You talking like, about Vin Diesel?
1: The Iron <laughs> Giant lands and yeah, he has clones, that, and he's immediately like immediately what I thought. I was like, well, I'm fighting this for Iron my family. <laughs> Give me your DVD players, and then I'm going to space in the tenth one, baby. Yeah,
0: and I'm gonna alienate the Rock. Yeah.
1: Oh, hey, the Rock Johnson. He's not as big as me. He's taller, so I'm offended
0: <laughs> by like two inches. And we're gonna take measurements of how much hits we can take and how, <laughs> you know, how injured we can get. But that's that's another podcast. Uh, um, sorry. <laughs> I I have another note that just says Dumbledore. It's the actor that played Dumbledore dude
1: i Out of I, didn't, I never the second i watched it I, like my notes straight away i went oh my god dumbledore i didn't know he was in this movie
0: yeah. nothing well he's not I, in a lot so
1: i stopped watching it halfway through Rewatched the next half after i re-watched the beginning and i went through same thing i went dumbledore's in this and jude law's in this and let me just yeah. go ahead and tell you harry potter wouldn't exist if these guys didn't meet on this movie really uh no you mean you no know, dumbledore jude law jude law's dumbledore
0: that's right holy but, crap, i forgot about uh, yeah. that
1: movie <laughs> your mind more they never met i mean like this i feel like i'm jumping ahead but yeah this movie like especially now it doesn't get better with age kind of does doesn't age well this is one of the first movies that ever had some of these actors never met it was all blue screen that's it. Like a lot of scenes, like a lot of the uh, crazy sepia shadows and realms.
0: Yeah, that's, I was noticing that a lot throughout. It was like there was copy and pasted into these scenes.
1: Yeah, they're awful. But like I can remember watching like MTV movie interviews. Um, yeah. I can't remember who else the hot people were then, but like they were all gloating, like this is the first time we've ever met, you know, Angelina Jolie. Like we never met her. Yeah. So, it this was the first time that they successfully had, you know, this actor filmed on a green screen. Actually, I think it was a blue screens in. I might yeah, be wrong, but I think it was. They uh, most of them never met. Yeah, everything was filmed like even scenes where you look at the background, you can really tell. Like it's just a portrait down. Yeah. they're stepping over a hill. Right, they step through it, kind of rover it, but no one uh, no one met on a lot of these. Like it was a huge. Right technological thing so which killed it killed it like that was the Mm hype. i remember uh i think like may 2004 scott captain the world tomorrow is coming out this will change cinema forever and then you know people watched it and said yeah it's not happening but i mean it did change a lot of technology like a year later sin city came out
0: and that's i have a note that's comparing this to sin city
1: yeah those transitions in this sin city has the exact same transitions color yeah everything
0: sin city looks basically like they used the they shot it basically the same way but it looks a hundred times better
1: yeah i think they had more time and i i i thought about it and i did some research I mean, no one's connected dude i i swear like they had to seen this talk Mm -hmm. or something like there's too many similar things and and i think like sin city and this have the same vibe it's that pulpy comic vibe you know, like it's two thousand four, I think. Don't hit me on the fact check. Yeah, like, it, it what, is.
0: I, I looked it up earlier. It's, what
1: What was your first comic book movie you ever watched? That like the later Superman was mine. It, it was a modern modern Superman, not the you know Henry Cavill yeah. stuff. It, but it like
0: was probably the like the very first proper comic book movie was probably X Men for me. The very first X Men.
1: Yeah. X Men and then probably Spider Man, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it, to me, why Scat, you know, why this matters a lot, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge comic book guy. I didn't read a ton. I had a couple, but I got yeah. the feel for it. I love the Golden Age era, like this Art Deco, like you said. Like, I don't know. There's something fascinating to me about it, but all the comic movies that came out first, X Men, Spider Man, Superman, a little bit, they're all like this glitzy, happy, I don't know, vibrant. I don't know. They're still kind of dark, but they don't feel like comic books. Yeah. It's a Hollywood movie. So, like, Sky Captain came out, and it's like, man, we love the golden age of comics. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to even joke. We're just going to copy it. We're going to be corny, Yeah, awful writing. We're going to have the guy, like, do that weird back hug on the girl before Indiana Jones throws the whip. And well, actually, I think that's Star Wars. He uh it's
0: probably both.
1: And I could read their names, but I'm lazy. So I won't. But the guys that did this, they were like, yeah, we love the Golden Age of Comics. Well,
0: I think we're not it was like stray. one guy that wrote and directed this movie. It was one of the only things he did.
1: Yeah. And I think I quit being lazy as soon as my, uh, Carrie Conran. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the guy that like developed the uh, VFX and stuff. Like that's, this was a VFX.
0: Based on his IMDb, I think he had like a background in VFX.
1: Yeah, I, I think this wasn't the time frame where like movies would come out, and it's nothing but a technical movie. They don't really care about the movie; they just want to have, you know, like here's what VFX could be. And that's what I mean. That's what Skyworld was. It's nothing more than a here's this technology. Let's have a pulpy, goofy, silly throwback to old comics story yeah. that does not resonate, mm-hmm. even though there's some pretty good feminism calls in here. You know, <laughs> gwyneth Paltrow takes Gwyneth Paltrow takes a punch. She does. She does. <laughs> How'd but. you feel watching that, by the way? It threw me off. I forgot about it.
0: Who did she take a punch from? I'm trying I mean I remember Jude
1: but. Law punches her square in the mouth to knock her out. He's gonna go get on the uh spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it and you're listening, it's, the uh it's in pride it, <laughs> with this no one's watched this let's just be yeah. serious but well,
0: i mean with this podcast i mean it's implied we're talking about the movie we're gonna spoil it
1: you know the end zone they get in the rocket it's gonna go mm-hmm. noah's arcs rocket mm-hmm. and he's she's like i'm gonna come with you and he's like can't forgive me for this boom clocks <laughs> are right in the head knocks her out
0: okay so that then was she
1: wakes the- up and gets on so, so that was
0: towards the end of the movie
1: yeah yeah I checked that, out that's when course. you checked out <laughs> definitely <laughs> Dude, I've read so much stuff about this. I hate that I told you to watch this because I started going in deep, but, like, they were running out of money towards the ending of this, and I think the story changed, and story definitely changed because someone died that was supposed to be in it.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: Lawrence Olivier. You know, he's the main villain.
0: Uh, did you know that? I, I did when I was, like, looking on IMDb and stuff and when his face showed up in that electrical field.
1: Dude, like, I remember how... <laughs> I'm not trying to get deep or get anyone in trouble here, but like remember when Harry Potter came out and every like church mom, that's a soccer mom freaked out. Yeah. And was like, ah, there's witches in this. This is against God. <laughs> it's like, actually there's some pretty good values in there. Just step by. But yeah, I remember when this movie came out and those church moms and so many news people were like, this movie should be banned because they had the likeness of a dead man in their movie. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> I think, and it wasn't even good, but I didn't find anything yet. And I'm probably wrong, but I think this is the first movie that had a post-humorous person digitally in it. Probably. I, I think say. it is. But yeah. it's just so funny, like 20, not 20, I'll say 20 years because I don't want to do the math even though it's three numbers away. But like now people are like applauding. Like, you had these people in like Rogue Squadron or, yeah. or Rogue One, sorry. Rogue Squadron's a video game. Rogue One, like, you had his likeness. How nice for him to be able to be here. But, when Lawrence Olivier was represented, people were like, this movie should be banned. It should be rated, you know, NC-17 for having a dead person in it. (laughs) Nice things that have changed with age, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, when the the giant robots, they they fly into the city, and then Gwyneth Paltrow's in a phone booth and tells (laughs) her boss that she's... I I got a
1: hot story, Doc.
0: Yeah. I don't know where she went. She knew that that was Jude Law in the plane.
1: Let um, me ask you this. That, yeah. that scene, like, especially the beginning, it's all VFX. They didn't have to pay people to be in those shots. Did you notice how empty
0: every set yeah, was? The, they the had, had, like, two people. There's no people. There's nothing. It's just, like, these Iron Giant looking... And when she's running between them, it doesn't even look like <laughs> she's running at, like, in, at any kind of pace. It's no. bad.
1: And that's, uh, I mean, you know, like, John Favreau with Mandalorian, mm-hmm. you've got, like, textures. You've got legit, I'm yeah. stepping on this elevation. You know, then it was flat out, like, carpets getting pulled. Yeah. And that's it. But, yeah. Yeah. I just loved, like, and I'm taking it for granted. I know, you know, back then it took, like, 25 hours to render. Oh, yeah. One of those monster, not monsters, one of the giant's arms and then they composited it so it's like yeah you don't have time to do all this but
0: one of my favorite youtube channels is uh corridor crew i don't know if oh not, god yes i could I love mean, it i've referenced them before on here but it, they're just you you know you, you talk about uh, we talk about this bad cgi movies but you people have no clue the work that goes behind it but
1: no so like, that's where i don't know i i hate yeah i, I hate, love this i
0: hate dumping on, on stuff like that because <laughs> i know the process but man, it's just bad. I mean, there, especially
1: bad, bad. those movies back in the day and like Corridor Crew is awesome. Cause they go through mm-hmm. like our digital yeah, uh, Corridor Crew, whatever that channel I mean, is, the but the name
0: they, of the channel is Corridor Crew.
1: Yeah. They go through like some of the old movies and how much work it took. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's like working on anime, you know, mm-hmm. where some of those guys draw every frame. Uh, there is no way I could do that. I've tried it and I worked for like 30 hours trying to animate a scene and I'm like, man, I finished my movie. It's five
0: seconds. <laughs> yeah,
1: five seconds, and it looks awful.
0: Yeah. So after that, we uh, end up in this this hangar where somehow Gwyneth Paltrow makes it to this hangar, and Jude Law and his partner—I can't remember that actor's name. I've seen him everywhere.
1: Oh my God, uh, it's a—you uh, know—I, uh, Giovanna Ribisi. Yes, I know. Him yeah, debt. Yeah. Dex, yeah. <laughs> he, he, dude, that guy's a solid actor too, yeah. and I never remember his name.
0: And we, we find out that they have different versions of these robots that have flown into different places and, and destroyed things, but they have no clue why. <laughs> they just collect them.
1: It, it's like the Ex Machina period. Mm-hmm. Like, we need this thing to make this worth it. Not to save us, I, the movie needs it. Just collecting these things. And I, I don't know, I guess I get it
0: you want to figure out like what powers them and how they keep showing up. And-
1: yeah. And I always thought, uh, honestly, I thought Dex was going to be a villain in mm-hmm. this. I remember watching it the first time. I think I've watched this like six times in my life. Yeah. And every time I was like, yeah, Dex is the villain. I remember he's awful.
0: No, well, he's, like, he's got that face. He does. He was the uh, bad guy in, uh, avatar.
1: Yes, he was. I forgot. Mm, yeah. There we go. Maybe that's yep. why I think that now. Probably. James Cameron, Um. what a loser, killed it for me. (laughs) Poor Giovanni. James Cameron killed it, man.
0: (laughs) Then then we get attacked by these metal flapping planes. Like they're (laughs) flapping like birds. I was like, what in the hell is this?
1: Wizard of Oz, dude. Uh,
0: Yeah. Like I was, how is, how does that, how is that possible? I mean, yes, we're in this universe where there's giant robots in the 30s and Jude Law has a plane that perfectly shoots out like a, a tow cable that trips up giant well, when robots. When you, when you're as handsome
1: as Jude Law, yeah. everything happens.
0: That's true. Period.
1: Yeah. You know, he's got it. It's good. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it was just like a you know get out of jail free card with because this guy this the Giovanni guy can create pretty much anything seems like but these flapping planes came from our uh, our unknown bad guy at this point.
1: But let me let me go ahead and pitch this to you though. Okay. How how much of this now? Are you saying like this could be a Marvel movie? Realistically. The concept, you know, we're not watching it. Think about the story, like Tony Stark has all this random crap that he just made. Like, yeah. oh my God, Tony Stark's a genius. And then, you know, his dad, if we go back, again, World Fair. hmm And that Captain America straight away. So I, I don't know. I a hot take is Marvel Cinematic Universe doesn't exist without Sky Captain. and for the people listening on audio that's the most mm. disgusted face i've ever seen in my life and i uh, applaud myself for that comment <laughs> no I don't, I don't sincerely i don't i don't think that but I, there's so many tropes that i think this movie did didn't do necessarily great yeah uh, captain america first agenda uh, agenda first avenger
0: agenda. first avenger
1: yeah. dude the first of agenda was the best one of those but um yeah. i don't know there's a lot of tropes that yeah I mean, pop that, up.
0: that was meant to be like it was made in the '40s, and it was like a campy adventure. Marvel yeah. was was just starting out back then and trying to figure out how to make these things.
1: I think Marvel was Sony back then. Even I mean, they were
0: Paramount. Though. Paramount.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. I couldn't remember where
0: they didn't get bought by Disney till after the first Avengers. I think. After Thank that, goodness. After that, made billions of dollars. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, the uh, the flappy birds that pop in, yeah. and it's
0: like a. Again, I
1: think this is just a VFX show mm-hmm. off. Like they had some great names. There's only 41 people. I in think this, that's what half. Of,
0: most of this movie was was kind of a proof of concept movie.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, the guy I should have had in my notes, and I hate it. One of the main VFX guys. Uh, and I'm and I'm skipping ahead on the movie. But when they get to Uh Cough's Island, there's mm-hmm. dinosaurs.
0: Yeah, you know the I guy I have that written down.
1: The guy that did that was on Chris Pratt's. Jurassic World Okay, He was one of the main guys that animated those.
0: He he improved his dinosaurs then.
1: Or his computer got better. One of the two.
0: (laughs) But (laughs) But, uh, but... to progress the story, I'll I'll do that for us real quick. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Jude Law's uh, partner, Giovanni Guy, gets kidnapped. And I I was thinking the same thing at that point. I was like, okay, this guy told him where the thing was and where all the Mm. stuff was. He's obviously, but turns out he's not. Um, gets kidnapped, and then we go off on our adventure in a plane. We fly all the way to Nepal because the, the that guy leaves behind a scrap of paper that has Nepal with a little X on it. And
1: When are we ever going to see a movie that's like, I have a scrap of paper. Check it out.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. What bothers me is they fly from, I'm assuming, all the way from New York all the way to Nepal. In Jude Law's little fighter jet. Done run out of gas, mind. You. Ha- which is a point of, no Which gas. is a
1: point later in the movie. He runs out of gas. Which
0: yes, which becomes a thing is like now you're worried about fuel. Like they they take off from cause they find Shangri Law too at this point. <laughs> I'm like w- Hey,
1: MCU again, right? We're hopping into yeah. you know some iron fist stuff here, right? Kinda. Yeah,
0: with the city of Cunla Oh god that Kund- yeah, whatever. Sorry. I mean I shouldn't show- bring shouldn't even bring that up no please don't
1: actually no second chance hey uh Iron Fist was great I'm looking for a third disgusted face
0: the second season of that show was not bad alright I can rhyme with that the first oh. one was no good
1: no 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 um, sorry let me not distract you from the glory of Sky Captain
0: <laughs> Um, Danny
1: Rand doesn't need a call out.
0: <laughs> and I don't know if this was before or after that, but they find this factory in the middle of the snow in the mountains somewhere. Yep. It's it's, um, a, it's a Death Star.
1: Oh, dude, it's 100%. Oh. And you know what? They never walk in it. No. So they show a Death Star. They go into a mining facility and right. they never talk about They No one even talks about a Death Star. Mm-hmm. I, and I mean, I, I think it's probably just... Honestly, like, there's so much stuff thrown in. Like King Kong's in this movie, Godzilla's in this movie. You have to really look. They're there. Okay. So they're sneaking in Easter eggs. So I swear the guy that did the VFX is like, I'm going to put the Death Star in this. It's going to be great.
0: Oh, yeah. He was like, I want to try to get a job at ILM and put a Death Star in this. And you know what? <laughs>
1: uh, so funny you say that. This movie is also the first time for like VFX, they mm-hmm. subcontracted out work. Wow. I think this is the first one, at least major ones, like ILM did stuff on this, um or people from ILM. Right. Um, but there was not like a in-house VFX group. The guy that made all this was a VFX based, but they contracted out like 20 groups that did this. So it's the first time, like nowadays, that's normal. right? You know, like a Disney production, there's like 70 companies yeah. that maybe only one person does Black Panther, maybe only one person does Iron Man, whatever, Yeah, but- this is one of the first times that I remember, again, I'm a nerd. It's so like, I remember reading, like, they're taking huge, crazy risks of, you know, this VFX group is going to do this. They're going to do that. This is groundbreaking. They, you know, this won't succeed because, and, you know, as bad as some of the VFX now look, everything has the same feeling. Yeah. So it all meshed, you know, maybe not great. Yeah. But it did, but. And yeah, sorry. The Death Star, though.
0: But I think yeah. we find the Death Star because they go into the mining facility and then they get caught up in an explosion <laughs> with the confusion with dynamite. Okay. And Let's just
1: go ahead and talk about this, Preston. i okay, got to say go one it. thing. All right. That dynamite. Yeah. So Jude Law bites off half a stick of dynamite. Right. Half a stick of dynamite in that thing would have killed you still. One. Right. Two. Bites it off. Lights it the longest fuse mankind's ever seen. Why puts didn't you it, chop that?
0: Puts it in the corner of a door. And then they go hide behind another crate of dynamite
1: yeah and harold his name's not harold i don't know why i called him harold but their tour guide you know opens the door why'd you lock the door where'd that dynamite go dude it should have blown up right when he opened well
0: to be fair it did fall down on the floor yeah they showed it falling on the floor and they were like what do you do we got to get out of here
1: i sat there and stressed Going, it's gonna blow up. The guy's there. Does he die? I don't remember. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. It just fizzles out apparently. Right. Well, I mean, it explodes with the rest of the dynamite in the. Place
1: yeah. For some reason, it all goes.
0: And Gwyneth Paltrow leaves her camera equipment behind because she she dives for it at several points, and Jude Law keeps her. And <sighs> then go- when they like they show us one time she's got two shots left, two shots in her camera left on her film. <sighs> And they show that at least 20 times when she goes to take a picture of something. So,
1: I'm going to go and tell you it's 35 times. You 35 counted. times you saw a two or a one. I watched it back to It's like, that.
0: yes, we know. You showed us. She's got two shots left. We understand that. I mean, like,
1: <laughs> I know this, you know, she needs to have a, like, man, I don't know. There's some kind of romantic interest thing. And, yeah. You know, some positive... Dr- Man, what in the world? Like, who cares? I'm right. here to see Sky Captain be rad. I don't care about this thing. I like, don't she
0: can't. care how many pictures she's got to take? No.
1: And I get like she's worried. It's character development. Yeah, and... it's not good character development. Right. It, and she takes a picture. I mean, again, jumping ahead. Sorry. No, it's fine. The movie ends with her taking a picture of him instead of some dinosaurs. Like. Dude, I mean, I know my wife loves me. I'm not the handsomest guy in the world. There's dinosaurs there. She's taking a picture of those.
0: They they end up like well anyway. I'll I'll, we'll move the story along. (laughs) But at this point, we end up in Shangri Shangri La after for some reason they threw Shangri La in this movie. I don't remember why. I just remember they talked about it and then there.
1: They threw Shangri La in apparently because I think he had an asset. I think the guy that would lead lead VFX had. A Shangri-La. That. I think he did he it for like, a project. I want to put no. it
0: in this, in my movie.
1: I can save, you know, $20,000 if I just use right. what I had. He's like,
0: I've been working on this Shangri La. Why does this dude <laughs> want to keep putting Shangri La in? Here? Why is this I
1: dude don't. obsessed with Shangri La and Nepal? Man, like, what is wrong the with director. him? Who the hell knows? It's he like damn, snow.
0: <laughs> put the damn thing in there. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we end up in Shangri La and then we take off towards this fictitious island that Jude Law paces out. On with like a pencil and a compass Ooh. and hey
1: and I, I got some grief here okay sky captain he's a rad dude he's yeah. got it joe he's a man and i don't know maybe back in the day these guys knew this i think now maybe yeah let's not tick off all the people that fly planes and stuff but pulls out a ruler and is like i've got this much fuel left i got seven inches left it's a good british accent i know but there's no way he could have figured that out man all I gotta say is, is Nick Fury is who he's flying to.
0: Yeah, a, a lady Nick Fury. In Eye the patch of flying. Jolie. Again, and we and they for some reason they they do the thing where it's like, oh, Frankie's never let me down, and it's ambiguous as like, is it like a guy named Frank? Is it you know he's like Frankie's ne- Frankie's never let me down, and we all just assume for some I don't I hate that in movies, but.
1: Well, Man. let me ask you this. So, like, when I watched the movie the first time, mm-hmm. I never thought Frankie was bad. I said, "Oh, he's got a friend. This is awesome." Mm-hmm. When you watched this, did you go, "Oh, Frankie's going to be the villain"? Yeah, 100%. when I saw a picture,
0: when I saw a picture of Angelina Jolie, like just yeah. like, on a poster or somewhere, when I looked it up, I was like, "Oh, well, she's obviously the villain."
1: All right, so you're an eye patch guy. You, you know, you got a thing with eye patches, and you hate,
0: you know. Mm-hmm. Eye, mm. You got eye patch on. You're just evil villain. to me.
1: You
0: know? <laughs> Nick Fury is the exception to the rule.
1: Well, we'll see. But, yeah,
0: but we land um, we land on a 30s version of a helicarrier.
1: And you know what though? The I again, because I'm a nerd. I went and looked at the shape of it, dude. It is so close to those. I mean, yeah. it is. It's creepy how close it is.
0: Yeah, this this guy probably read comics and and saw that like in the different agents he definitely did comics. you know he
1: the golden age
0: comics like he early was, he superman was pull, and he was stuff. pulling from a lot of stuff definitely because yeah we, we actually do, do run out of fuel and we have to taxi onto this runway in the sky oh and the the plane can go underwater as well I oh forgot dude to that's mention that that's
1: it, the greatest nick fury comment signal the amphibious
0: vehicles yeah like Like, the the, the sky captain's plane can go underwater. All these other people's planes can go underwater because his partner worked on all this stuff. And this dude has a lot of time on his hands and, like, doesn't need, like, a factory, apparently. No, 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 no. (laughs) He
1: just needs his brain and a piece of paper.
0: And he can create, like, 20 or 30 ships that can fly and go underwater. Now, Dex, Dex has it all,
1: buddy. Dexter's Laboratory.
0: And for some reason... All these British people need scuba gear to ride underwater, but Gwyneth Paltrow and Jude Law don't.
1: So I thought about that today because that's always bothered me. Yeah. And I think Gwyneth Paltrow, Jude Law, suicide mission. They're like, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to die. But yeah, like we're when. Like, uh,
0: point of no return at this point.
1: You know, she ex machina saves the day. I'm going to mm-hmm. go over here and kill this monster that shoots missiles at them because for some reason his steering gear. I broken i don't know maybe going underwater sucks like yeah good figure you know she shoots out has her water jet pack as she turns into a jet pack yeah and i actually really enjoyed watching that i was like man this is cool you kind of got some of the physics right with doing this like mm-hmm. you guys got one point
0: here but like I, d- yeah. I did like the thing where the propellers went backwards and they were kind of the oh, rotors yeah. under a boat and I was so like, okay
1: let me at this point let me just go ahead i've already said you know marvel let me just go ahead and hit on dc do you like dc stuff yeah i mean like watching aquaman
0: oh i love that movie
1: right how pulpy and campy is that oh
0: absolutely it's got a giant octopus playing drums and he rides a seahorse
1: again i'm not saying this movie helped that not at all but this is a movie that's like very early on people did not 2004 if aquaman came out then people would go garbage
0: yeah it's I like why is this, this so campy and silly and i
1: think that like I, you know if this movie came out today with technology today especially
0: mm-hmm.
1: and better writing you know yeah the acting's great the writing's iffy you know I, it would be so much better but I, I watched that part and i was like you know what this is where people are like i love aquaman but i there's some similarities i you just got to believe some of this mm-hmm. you're gonna have fun mm-hmm. and that's it
0: I would argue that the movies today have kind of earned that campiness with how good superhero, how far superhero movies have become. Definitely. That audiences are more willing to accept that silliness amongst these grand adventures.
1: I, I, I think, like most people that watch comic book movies now, mm-hmm. they don't read comic books, right? No. Some of those comic books are so ridiculous in their stories. Yeah. They're great still.
0: That's like in my group of friends, like because I read comics growing up. So I'm like, oh that, that you know, spoilers for Loki, that's that's Kang. Yeah. And every my everybody who? No,
1: he's the one that will remain. He who?
0: And yeah. I'm like, that's the dude that just got cast in Ant Man and Quantumania. He's gonna be Kang the Conqueror. Y'all don't this is the next step and they're
1: okay. Also, that dude hey, ate <laughs> all Sorry, I don't want to divert you.
0: All the Marvel movies
1: right there, that's the one moment or chose, excuse me. That's the one moment where like that meant something.
0: Yes. Everything else meant nothing.
1: Yeah. I didn't care about the endings. Hitting that ending point, I went, Oh yeah.
0: I was like, Chef's it has kiss. To, that's the only person it has to be. Yep. Chef's kiss on. And it, Jonathan so. Majors comes out of the elevator and I'm like i was right
1: (laughs) dude i didn't think they'd do it honestly like after every other thing i i sat there wife in the other room was like what is wrong with you what are you yelling at i'm like
0: oh my god that's a yeah
1: but i mean like so again hey no this is perfect it's like all this stuff we just talked about Mm -hmm. 2004 if a mainstream person would have been Mm -hmm. like dude there's this guy named came to conquer you know he's also this guy he's also this guy he's a time traveler yeah people would have said like you're an idiot now people are like tell me more you could have never
0: done thanos in the early 2000s
1: no definitely not so like sky captain he's
0: he's purple and he has a golden glove what and
1: he has weird uh sorry yeah he has some chin stuff going on there
0: yeah
1: (laughs) you can but uh as for sky captain like if this came out today Mm -hmm. better better produced yeah again like you know, to early 2000s, this is where, like, yeah, this guy's got an idea, so we're going to let him produce it. Mm-hmm. We're going to go ahead. Like, the guy, I mean, if you read the story, and I, anyone listening to this, I'd say read the story of this. It's crazy. This guy worked so hard, went to so many different studios and stuff to sell it, pitch it, and he finally found someone. I think it was Paramount. Yeah. That did it in the end, but, like, dude, the dude hustled. Yeah. But nowadays, you have a idea like this, especially attached to something, mm-hmm. you probably get greenlit. ASAP. Yeah. yeah. So, did I totally derailed you. So they no, get on fine. this this, this hovercraft great. with Angelina Jolie, then they go in the water. where They, they got at? the solid stuff, and then you know they're flying through. They fight through, and they find. I it, I think they find Noah's Ark there, right?
0: Yeah, and somebody has a. It's basically Lawrence Olivier is our our villain that we find out, and it, like it's like a reveal of like. The Wizard of Oz, but there's no man behind the curtain. It's just all this stuff is pre-programmed. And Lawrence Olivier, I can't even remember the bad guy's name, but Lawrence Olivier is dead. Uh,
1: Totenkopf, my good friend. How dare you? Totenkopf, excuse me, (laughs) Totenkopf.
0: Totenkopf has pre-programmed all these robots and stuff to fly around and destroy these cities for some reason to bring people to his island? I don't know. Yeah. But basically, he's building the Ark.
1: What's hilarious is, I I don't know, maybe it's a good point. Like, it's the... uh... I don't know, we both work in IT. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, I write programs and sometimes I do AI stuff and it solves itself. It's kind of weird and I don't like it, but Mm -hmm. it does a job. But, you know, so like the twist of this movie is Totenkopf's been dead for 20 years. Yeah. And he programmed his robots so good. They're fulfilling their mission of Earth's failed. We're going to take a Noah's Ark approach. We're going to take two of every animal,
0: creature. And I just have, you know, one correction. Someone was like, oh, he thinks he's God. And I have, no, he thinks he's Noah.
1: Wait, I love that line. Like, oh, so Totenkopf thinks he's God. And I went, yeah, yeah. he's he's not trying to create stuff. He's just putting it on an arc, you know, yeah. two by he two. He thinks he's so, Noah.
0: Uh, he's like disillusioned <laughs> with the human race, so he created dinosaurs. Why is he not putting the dinosaurs on this thing?
1: Hey, great, great point, buddy. Look, this dude invented dinosaurs again. Yeah, and then he sold that to the Jurassic Park guy. Look, I'm telling you, Sky Captain is the DC, Marvel, Jurassic. This is this is the root.
0: This movie had to fail so so these could succeed. You saying? Whoa, fail? Oh, actually, it did fail. Lost thirty million dollars. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) It definitely. (laughs) Look, again, I love this movie. It's a bad movie, dude. It is. This is a bad movie. Uh, I think if there wasn't so much sepia, I'd love it more. And put some color in it. Yeah, you, you, actually, man, there's a scene uh, when they go to Nepal. It's an Arctic cave. There's so much snow. It's beautiful. Mm. I paused it and I said, "God, like this is what they should have done." This whole movie. It mm. reminded me of Tomorrow World for a minute, or Tomorrow
0: War. What's the Chris Pratt? Uh, t- Tomorrow War, yeah. Tomorrow a previous World episode of better. this podcast.
1: Oh, where can we find that?
0: <laughs> uh, anywhere you get your podcast, except for iHeartRadio. For some reason, I'm working on that. Uh, They hate
1: radio, but yeah. I mean, like, there was a point. Seriously, I I watched it and I went, I just watched Tomorrow War. It was very, very close. And like the quality of it, it was beautiful VFX, Mm -hmm. but there was color all of a sudden. And I think, like, you watch this movie in sepia, which I know why they did it. You know, it helps that, like...
0: They wanted to have, like, that 1940s feel to it.
1: I I didn't come up with this. I definitely read this. I won't lie and sound smart. Like, diesel punk. This whole movie is diesel punk. Yeah. Like... I've heard like steampunk, whatever else. But this is like gasoline. Maybe not a uh, someone spitting gasoline and a uh, engine going on here. But you know, diesel punk stuff. And yeah. I get it. And I think that back in the day, in 2004, if you put that filter on there yeah. or that sepia effect, it definitely hide a ton of stuff. Of here's our VFX stuff. It's like I think it's a way to get out of here's where our VFX failed. But it did kill it. I mean, like especially watching it now again. Love this movie. Don't uh-huh. get me wrong, it does take you out. Like watching modern stuff like this, it's tough. But yeah. So sorry, going do, through the movie. I do not like the, Jude Law's coat though. Dude, ah, uh, which one?
0: The second one or the first one? Uh, this the one he has at the end. Oh, dude, it's dope. Yeah, I mean, it it's, is it's no dope. Ryan Gosling in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, but it's a good coat. I would buy that coat, ma'am yeah
1: i would not look as good in it i'd look goofy as crap like yeah. i don't know this is this is a movie where it's like you've got at least four incredible actors actresses mm-hmm. both and they really do help the story they do so much for it not enough to make it best movie in the world i don't think i mean i know like robert ebert roger ebert sorry mm-hmm. almost said robert but it's not him. <laughs> like he gave it far to four. Yeah, it's not a far to the four, man. Like no. some of the stuff you've done, you can't compare this to Indiana Jones.
0: No, absolutely not. No. I mean, I'll, and, and, I'll compare it to Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull.
1: Oh. Oh, no one sat in a fridge, man. This one's good. I don't know. I, I get it though. Like yeah. I remember the wonder of like I remember seeing it this first time. Like, this is gonna be incredible. I mean, like to end the in the movie here. It's like mm-hmm. they get to air quoting here, Noah's Ark. Again, no one could see it, but and there's animals in there, and uh, you know, Jude Law fights this villain that's been there this whole time, and like, oh, surprise,
0: it's a robot.
1: No one oh, yeah, was there's, shocked.
0: There's a, there's a robot assassin throughout this entire movie. And, I, I mean, you know, know, I I wish that
1: was a person the whole time. I, I wish like, it
0: would have been like some like his crazy assistant or whoever that wanted. Yeah, it. Lawrence Olivier guy. He eventually like has a, like a a note. By that, by his dead corpse, that says "forgive me" or something like that. Yeah, because I think he and, had second thoughts. But
1: and that's cool. But nah, man, I want to see this guy like go off the rails and go all the way. Let's not have this thing, yeah, puzzle up. But you know, again, it's the typical like Jude Law gets not Jude Law, but your macho protagonist, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of this too. It's like a radio show. Yeah, have you ever have you ever actually listened to an old radio show?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, this is like. T for T, and I, I did read, and I'm cheating. Guy that created this stuff, that's what he grew up on. He loved radio shows. I can tell. I mean, it it fits it perfect. Uh, I mean, like the spirit. Do you remember that movie? It came out way after. Yeah,
0: it, I actually I think, is, I think I own that movie,
1: and it, I love it. It's because, not good. Yeah, I love I was,
0: it. I was taking a uh, comic book class at the time in college, and we studied like the Spirit. Like we went through like the old newspaper clippings of the spirit, like he was the original comic book hero, and he sometimes wouldn't even show up until the end of the story.
1: So that was four years later,
0: mm-hmm. and it was it's basically shot just like Sin City too.
1: I'm sorry, dude. I hate to do this, drop this on you. I'm crapping my pants here. The guy that the guy that I'm <laughs> watching <or> figuratively. <laughs> oh boy, we're gonna have a real big cleanup. Um, the dude that played. The spirit in that movie. Uh huh. I love Suits TV show and I'm watching it through right now. Uh huh. And I've been like, this guy had to be another stuff. He's a good actor. Dude, yeah. he was the spirit. I know I'm really derailing. I'm crapping my pants. Like, oh, the <laughs> dude that's the, one of the main guys in this is so.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh boy. Um, but you know, I, I love a good movie mm. sarcastically where it ends with the like diffuse the bomb. Yeah. Like how, that was so frustrating. We're trying
0: like, to keep the rocket from going into space.
1: So Jude Law's character, Joe,
0: uh-huh. opens up
1: this thing. There's like 70 wires. He clips one. Dude, just chop it through yeah. right away. Yeah. Now that That's, you know, at the past, the last five minutes, that's where I checked out. Everything else I'm okay with. Yeah. <laughs> For some stupid reason
0: i kind of like checked out and was sitting there scrolling on my my phone and like looking up every once in a while by the time they made it to the island so
1: it, when you started watching this movie i said i'm gonna text him like every 20 minutes and say i'm so sorry i know <laughs> i know but I mean, boy it's, it's, oh boy it's,
0: it's only a 100 minutes and which I just, I hey i applaud that up. yeah i kept looking up at the time like okay we still got okay
1: and i'm i'm spoiled on this rewatch because i watched it in two parts Mm -hmm. like i watched it like 45s and 45s some it was great you know consumable but i will say it does not hold up as much i the first time i watched this i remember being in awe not because of the story the vfx blew me away but like kids nowadays don't understand like back then i mean like you you went through the first star wars first star wars movies like those VFX aren't great there either, as in episode one, two, and three.
0: And that seemed like what George Lucas was most focused on in those movies.
1: Yeah, so, which, you know, uh, you know, hey, again, hot take, go back, watch those. I don't mind those movies.
0: I would watch those movies over this one.
1: All right, guys, thanks for joining the podcast. <laughs> this is your host, Jake, and we've, uh, let me go to our sponsor now. Nah. Yeah, no, I would too. And I think, honestly, uh, like I said earlier, this was a VFX movie. This yeah. was not a story. There's yeah. no story here.
0: It's like no the, one worked
1: hard on it, and the, and yeah, no one cared.
0: It's this like the fine. new Lion King that came out last year. Dude, I watched that two weeks ago. I, mm. that was that was as good as that movie looked. What that was was a proof of concept. Yeah, for Mandalorian realistic animals.
1: I have this concept that Jon Favreau has made Jungle Book, Lion mm. King, a couple other things. All he said was. Hey, guys, I got this thing called The Mandalorian. It's pretty dope. We're going to do some proof of concepts, and we're gonna, you're going to pay for my technology, and we're you're going to pay for it later.
0: We're going to shoot in a video game engine.
1: <laughs> How weird, man. <laughs> but again, if that was around for this movie, yeah, I really think we'd appreciate it more.
0: They could have shot I think it the sh- in, in the volume like they do for The Mandalorian. Yeah,
1: yeah. Definitely, and I just think you know the story of this. It's campy, yeah. it's pulpy, yeah. it's not great. It's a nerd, I, you know. And I say that in the best way possible. I don't mean it's an insult. It's I mean, a nerd. It's, that's
0: it's like, a. It's a. I can appreciate the fact that a guy he had this great idea. He had well, not uh, an idea for a movie <laughs> that he was really excited about, and somebody took a chance on him. You know,
1: did I even think that he didn't have an idea for a movie? I think he had a technology. Yeah. And said, exactly. this could be something. And I've, said, I've, I've created, what are the things I like?
0: I've got these designs that I've been working on for years while I've been working on other stuff. And I want to AKA. put all in this movie. I've
1: been reading a lot of comic books. And the golden age period of them, that was the best. Yeah. It's like, hey, that's all he did. So, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's worth a watch. I know it's bad. I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, When the podcast, How Did This Get Made?, Does a movie that you're like, just did a lot. And then you listen through it and you're like, yeah, actually I agree with everything they said. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you know, like, yeah, it's probably not the best movie, Mm -hmm. but you know, I'll, I'll echo again, like this done today, it could have been something and it cracks me up, man. I know they lost $30 million box office to whatever else. I think there were supposed to be sequels. I didn't look into it again more, but I mean, this would be something where, you would have some kind of a series probably now, you know? And, and I think about too, uh, I'm going to, I should cheat and look it up, but like, when did Iron Giant come out? Do you know? But it came out and in the theaters, it wasn't popular.
0: Yeah. That was not a very popular movie.
1: It's so like, I feel like this movie, this movie did have that. After effect, not as good as Iron Giant. because that Dude, that thing's solid. That's a good movie. Straight up. If anyone's listening to this and says, Iron Giant's awful, I'm going to go and tell you like, Oh, uh, yeah, you just hate Vin Diesel's one line. It's, oh, shoot.
0: Iron Giant came out in 1999.
1: Oh, my God. I, su- I was like, I swear it's the 90s. Yeah. Which, that makes this movie seem worse. Even though you know it's full animation. I mean, yeah. Toy Story came out before this.
0: Brad Bird did that movie. I've never seen this movie.
1: You've never seen Iron Giant? I have not. <sighs> Preston, look, it's not a second chance situation here. Watch right. that movie. If you want me to come on and talk about it, I will. Okay. Iron Giant... Dude, I, mm, people our age, Iron Giant resonates. You watch it and you're like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is it. And Vin Diesel's in it. Oh, yeah. He is the Iron Giant and he says one word. Of course. He says, family! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's the end of the Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow.
1: Oh, no, no. There was a lens cap on your closing just now. There was? Oh yeah, the end of the movie ends with the girl takes their final picture
0: and there's a lens cap. Oh,
1: Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow is the worst reporter photographer the world's yeah. ever seen.
0: They're they're running al- yeah, it's not the end. She they're running along the, along this bridge and she accidentally takes a shot and it's a lens cap.
1: Preston, I'm not a 12-year-old. I've held a legit physical camera like that. Yeah. yeah. You can't just hit the button.
0: Right. Like you have to at like hmm. f- actually press a button.
1: Bogus. This this movie is all flawed because
0: of the artistry or the yeah.
1: newsmanship, whatever else.
0: And then I think the the last shot she takes is of. You said the last shot she takes was of Jude Law.
1: She takes it. I mean, like, and I think this is a quoted quote, quoted quote. That sounds ridiculous. Quote. It's an ending of like she takes a picture instead of these dinosaurs and crap,
0: mm-hmm. takes
1: it to Jude Law and she's like, "Do you have anything to say?" And he goes, "Your lens cap is on." <laughs> That's how it ends.
0: Lens cap like, is on, mate. Hi, hi, bruv. Lens cap. I'm from Cockney. Actually, sorry. Jude Law would have more of a Porsche accent. Your, your I, lens cap was on. Yeah. Dear.
1: If anybody does not listen in southern, you know, United States for you, they're gone yeah. now. Yeah. I'm sorry. And thank you for watching uh, my podcast. <laughs> Watch.
0: <laughs> now that is the end of Sky Captain in <laughs> the World of Tomorrow. Um, what would you your final rating? A oh, oh, uh, uh, number of, from zero to ten, however you want to rate it. Seven two. Seven point two out of ten.
1: Seven point two, and I honestly it should probably be lower. Uh, seven point two. A lot of it's nostalgic for me, just. I'll take that into account if i took nostalgic stuff out like mm. 6.2 there's just a lot of like groundbreaking stuff in there if i'm not watching it for a story and i'm watching it for wow like they did this wow this is something you know i i appreciate that stuff i'm a nerd though mm-hmm. normal just watching it score 6.2 6.2 is the like you're watching this with no thoughts
0: i'm giving it a 3 just
1: god like, well guys thanks for this podcast <laughs> uh, i want to thank my sponsors Meundies.
0: <laughs> undies if you i mean
1: no and, and honestly know. i get that this is a difficult watch man
0: it was the sepia
1: was... kills it if you don't i knew coming into this watching it again
0: mm-hmm.
1: what to expect if you're net new it is a lot to choke in at once mm-hmm. i mean there is no like we're going to introduce you to this you're just slapped in the face of here's this world Strap in for an hour or so. Mm. So, is this and, the lowest thing you've rated?
0: Uh, no, I gave Attack of the Clones a one out of 10.
1: Okay, well, I feel better because I listened to the first, I didn't listen to the guy at the clones, but
0: yeah, that's in my opinion, that's that was the best, episode right? Out of so, they
1: killed three. Django Fett, they did just spoil the alert here. Django Fett, you get a one because waste of a talent. I, but I think again, Sky Captain, I get your three. It's the perfect case of you got weirdness. You have four mm-hmm. big names. Uh, shoot, you have two big names at this point. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow is kind of big. Jude Law's getting there in two thousand four. Yeah. You know, big cast, great hype, and I think the hype killed it. Good technology, story's not there, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if you're a nerd and you love steampunk, diesel punk, which yeah. I learned today. Well, you know, whatever else, it's worth a watch. Yeah. You just gotta know what you're getting into.
0: It's don't expect it to change your life.
1: Oh, I still regret telling you to watch this. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I I remember. I mean, like I was like, ah, man, dude, you know, here's an option. And you went, we're doing this. And I went, oh, dude, I'm glad we're friends, but we're not going to be after this movie. <laughs> well, I was, I was
0: honestly like excited to watch something I hadn't watched before or heard of for the show. So that was illuminating.
1: Well, Iron Giant, Again, no second chance. You better watch it.
0: I'm I'm looking for something light to watch because I've been watching this documentary about the Nexium cult on HBO. So I kind of want to wash my brain.
1: I don't even want to know. That- Iron Giant's good. It's heavy. Yeah. Okay. It's heavy concepts. Okay. Emotional but is good. Gotcha. Not as light as sky captain in the world tomorrow, a uh, nine out of nine movie on the uh, wonderful podcast. We have here. So Preston, thank you for being here today, man. I'm, I'm just appreciative. And, okay. uh,
0: well, <laughs> I'm going to thank you for being here <laughs> on this episode of second take movies. If you have a suggestion for something we should talk about, or I should talk about with someone, um, send me a recommendation at Instagram and Twitter, Second Take Movies, or at Second Take Movies Pod at gmail.com. Jake, thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, great. And I just want to say if uh, anyone's got a suggestion for a pretty good movie, just send it in, Second Take Movies yeah. at uh, gmail.com. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I can't even remember my own email from own podcast, <laughs> but uh, Jake- no, nah, seriously, thank you, man. I love it, appreciate it. If there's a I'm going to harass you at some point for more stuff cuz I got some other uh, stuff you should definitely. I'd I'd I'll like bet. you to come I'll...
0: back and we'll we'll talk about something else.
1: You will regret that and I will take it on,
0: you know. That'll be great. So uh thank you and next week is a uh Chris Rock movie. <laughs> I'll be I'll just throw that out there. Next week's going to be a Chris Rock I'm getting away from sci-fi. The last the most of these episodes have been sci-fi, so I will see you next week. Jake will see you at another time.